Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in Softball. I'm your host, Jenna Becerra, and it's another week, but this one feels a little bit special. First, I have to say happy belated Veterans Day here in the States. My grandpa actually served in the U.S. Army over 60 years ago and lives in a veteran's home right now. And a great friend of mine, A.J. Castro, was killed in action 10 years ago. And he earned a Purple Heart and a Bronze Star, but more importantly, he was a hero. So needless to say, it holds a special place in my heart. So to all the men and women who serve and have served, thank you. You protect our freedoms down to the little things like me being able to host this podcast. And this is our 40th episode since starting the show back in February at the beginning of the college softball season. 40 straight weeks. It's crazy. And last week I said to stay tuned for updates on the show. And here it is. This is officially the season finale of Believe in Softball. We're wrapping up season one. All the news updates, all the double play tips of the week, all of the amazing guests that have shared their stories, the players, alums, coaches, journalists, you name it. And most importantly, listeners like you. You've all helped make it happen, and I thank you. But don't worry, I did say season finale, not series finale. So stay tuned for season two in 2021. We are excited to be back. But in the meantime, let's do this thing. Let's go through today's order. First, we'll cover our bases. I'll provide some news and updates as usual. Then we'll head into today's content, which is safe or out. So to commemorate the first season of the show, we're going to look back at the last 40 episodes and play the greatest hits from the safe or out segment. Now, as you know, with every guest that comes on the show, I wrap up our conversation with this segment called Safer Out. And it's essentially a mini game where I bring up different topics related to softball. And if they like it or they agree with it, they call it safe. If they don't like it or agree with it, they call it out. And it's super fun. I mean, we've covered all kinds of things from bat flips to game day style to specific rules of the game to random things. It can really be anything. And it's just cool to get their gut reactions to all things softball. So I've compiled some of the top safer out conversations with guests from throughout the season. These are just so fun. I always enjoy it because it's a cool way to get some hot takes out of them and honestly me sometimes. So it only makes sense that we wrap up the season the way we wrap up every episode. Then we'll head into the double play tip of the week, the last one of the season. So let's do it. Covering our bases. We're getting closer to Thanksgiving here in the U.S., and it's hard to think about this holiday without thinking about football, honestly. You get the turkey going in the oven, you're prepping the mashed potatoes and smelling all the sides, and there's football on TV. That's just how it is, and it's as American as it gets. So at this point, the NFL season's in full swing, and you might not be at the games this year in the stadiums, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always also the online casino. It never closes. It's always there for you, and we like that. 
So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Remember, BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert. So that's the state of football. And with the state of softball right now, as you know, last week I chatted with Softball America editor Kayla Lombardo, and we kind of took a look back at 2020 softball. For me, the word that comes to mind is resilience across the entire community. I mean, if you look at college softball, the season may have been cut short, but those five weeks gave us some of the best preseason games we've ever seen. It was postseason level softball in February with parity across all the conferences. And even coaches have been getting more opportunities with scholarships of their own. You know, you look at the pro level, This Is Us took a stand when it really mattered. And USSA Pride, their opponents, by the way, backed them up. Athletes Unlimited broke barriers and made history in so many ways. We even saw growth at the travel ball level, the creation of Alliance Fast Pitch, more involvement with younger teams and organizations from big dogs like Monica Abbott, Natasha Watley, and then honestly throw in women in baseball as well. All the firsts that we had in the major leagues, Alyssa Nacken coaching with the San Francisco Giants, Jessica Mendoza calling the World Series as a broadcaster. And now the breaking news in baseball operations with Kim Ung becoming the first female and first Asian American general manager in the MLB. And she'll now be leading the Miami Marlins. So in a year that was this hard, softball and women still knew how to rise from the ashes. And that's exactly why the future is still so bright. And the word Kayla brought up was promising. And that's exactly what 2021 looks like. You know, there's a lot of buildup. I don't think we should put too much pressure on ourselves because of that, but there is opportunity. And the biggest and most obvious one, of course, is the Olympics. You know, now 13 years later, we're back on the most significant stage in our game. And it's going to be meaningful, not just because of the level of talent and the weight, but because of everything the softball community went through in 2020 to get us hopefully to that place in 2021. It's exciting and I can't wait. But another exciting thing that happened this week is that it was National Signing Day. Such an exciting day for athletes looking to further their education and athletic careers playing college softball. I still remember that day for me 13 years ago. And honestly, I can't believe it's been that long since then. But you know, I had the classic photo with the pen in my hand and the papers right in front of me. The parents were there. And I saw so many of those this week. Only now we see all these signings all over Twitter, and we didn't have that as much during my time, but Facebook was alive and well, for the record. So there's that. There are a lot of implications, of course, with all the transfers and the larger rosters for some schools this year due to the eligibility granted after the 2020 season. There's the uncertain future with COVID-19. It's just a lot to navigate. But, you know, It's a nice thing for us to see at this point, all of these signings, especially after such a tumultuous year in so many ways, including recruiting. I like to see positive stories come to fruition. And I won't say come to an end because it's really only the very beginning of these young women's journeys. And you know what? For anyone who's not in the position that they thought they'd be in or hoped they'd be in right now, keep the faith. Stay open-minded, keep working hard, because that is when good things happen. And if you're looking to get better this offseason, there is virtual winter softball training. And so it's put on through Diamond Training. 
coached by college coaches and players past and present, including U.S. Olympian, Athletes Unlimited Pro, and former Believe in Softball guest, Hannah Flippin. So here's the deal. The training program has online classes. It's based in Utah, but you don't have to be there to take advantage of it, which is cool. And really, they know that times are hard and that a lot of girls are struggling in many ways right now. And they want to help by giving you and your team three months free of the virtual winter training. Now that includes softball skills, drills, instruction, as well as performance courses, you know, speed, agility, strength, mobility, injury prevention. And they also have mental training. So from coachability to leadership to overcoming adversity, recruiting, and plenty more, I just love how extensive this portion is because its importance just can't be overstated. So to sign up, go to their Instagram page at Diamond Training Online and click the link in their bio. Be sure to type in the promo code COVIDGIFT2020 to get the deal. And you can also learn more at diamondtrainingonline.com slash winter program. And I just love to see this generosity and looking out for each other. You know, this is the kind of thing that makes softball and sports great. Another example of that is Pro Swings and Kids Swings Foundation put on the 2020 Home Run Derby last weekend. So Pro Swings is a batting cage facility in Florida. They got coaches. They got an app. I've seen a lot of the pros train there also. So makes the name make sense. Kids Swings is their nonprofit that's focused on giving back to the community and teaching and instilling the love of softball. So athletes and limited stars like Morgan Howe, Alicia Ocasio, Jesse Warren, and Jordan Roberts all participated and competed with the Pro Swings Power 50 athletes. And it was pretty cool. I mean, they had a DJ, a silent auction, raffles, giveaways. They had cool sponsors like Mizuno, Ringer, Gatorade, Sue Inquist, you know, and more. And they also had youth teams competing in pools that were represented by the pros too. So lots of layers going on. But basically the bottom line is they drop bombs for a good cause. And that's the energy we need. So speaking of dropping bombs, guests on our show always drop truth bombs during the Safer Out segment. And there were so many good ones this season. And let's run it back for your enjoyment. We have an entire lineup for you, one through nine. So let's just check it out. Danielle Laurie, Canadian Olympian, pitcher, and broadcaster. I'll bring up a topic in softball. Can you tell me if it's safe or out in your opinion? So safe meaning like, yeah, yeah, I like that. I I can get behind it. Out meaning like, no, not about that. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you two things. So the first one is eye black during night games. So out, man. Yeah. Right. So out. Yeah. I would have been shocked if you said yes, but you do, you do it during the day games, right? Uh, I don't anymore. Not anymore. I did. So the eye black that I wore, if we ever had night games, it's because we freaking lost and had to come back and play that night. I was right. not putting on eye black at night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. All right. Agree with that. Second one is bat flips. Okay. Listen, this one's <laughs> tough. I'm kind of in the middle. Okay. Because I think if someone bat flips off me, they're getting it where the sun don't shine and it's going to hurt. <laughs> but I also think if somebody has the ability to like go yard off me, you know, I just look at what Sam Shaw did last year and it was just yeah. for the growth of the game. I thought that it was really cool, even though like, yes, it's frustrating. Yeah. 
Would I want Maddie to do that? No. So I'm going to stay out on this one. But I believe pitchers have to be able to have the balls to say, if you do that off me, I'm going to hit you. Because yeah. that's a disrespect to the game. Not yeah. enough pitchers have it in them where they feel like they can do that. Guess what? We're in control of what we do here. If someone just goes yard off me, like to me, the kicker was at the World Series last year when Barnhill gave up two home runs to Sam Chow on the exact same pitch. Yep. And one of them was 0-2. And I remember up there, I was like, this is my time to shine when the studio show comes on because I just get to just give the people what they want. This is my time. I loved yes. it. And I just, the whole stadium erupted. And that was one of the coolest moments, I think, that I've experienced at the World Series. It was just like, Oklahoma State finally got back there. Is Sam Chow going to bat flip? Boom, Oklahoma State wins. Two solo <laughs> shots. See you later, Florida. It was crazy. It was crazy. Kat Osterman, Olympic medalist, Athletes Unlimited champion, pitching legend. Sparkly headbands and ribbons. Out. On game day. Out. Out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you don't you kind of like are simple. You said you don't like visors. It's like just a normal headband, right? Headband. I think there's one I I will go on record. There was one time I wear I wore a big bow because I lost a bet. Not because I wanted to, I lost a bet. Okay. Well at least we know you're a person of your word if you didn't. The funny part is that game gets played with NPF stuff all the time. Like the one time I wore a bow and you guys use those highlights all the time. Thanks. (laughs) No, they're out. Okay. That's funny. Yeah, actually, not the same scale, but my senior year at Stanford, they chose like one picture from one day I wore my hair differently. And that was my photo for like the whole senior year. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah, you're like, thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay, so out. That was a clear one. And this one's a little bit of a loaded one, but bat flips. Out, unless you want to get ear hold. If you're ready, if. You and your team are prepared for the repercussions. They can be in. Otherwise, out. Yeah, I had a feeling you'd say that. And you know what? Danielle Laurie said the same thing on the show, which was not a surprise. But you've talked to Sam Shaw about this, haven't you? I did. And in fact, I gave her permission this week if she hit one. She was allowed to bat flip on my team. But I have told her that if she bat flipped against me, she better know that either her or the next person, either the next time she comes up or the next person is going to bat flip but I think I scared Sam Shaw a long time ago when we faced off so I'm safe from the bat flips of Sam Shaw <laughs> I like that there's like a friendship there though even though you guys have just very different styles you know yeah it's taken a little bit um to cultivate just because like I said I think I scared her a while back but um but yeah she's actually a pretty cool person and she rides with me quite a bit when we're here at Athletes Unlimited and um yeah we've had some bat flip conversation I think the cool part of her bat flips are not as um premeditated as people think it's definitely emotion of the game so that's why I think here at Athletes Unlimited she was like I there haven't been very many of them that I knew for sure was gone so I didn't do it and she's like and it's the motion of the game if you look at them most of them are like the go ahead the tying to put us really close something like that and I was like I get it just know that your emotions can cause some repercussions sometimes (laughs) I love it I love it teaching her Taylor Becerra ASU alum and all Pac-12 infielder. So first one, the new out-of-the-box rule for slappers, safer out. 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 Because I got called out a lot. <laughs> and I'd look back at film and I'd like barely be out. And I'm like, okay, that's impossible. So definitely out. Mm, okay. Because I, I wasn't sure because I know you said you like beating slappers. So I was like, oh, maybe I she'll. Do, but I also feel for them. 
when that happens because True. there are many times when I have a really nice bunt and I get down to first and I turn around and the umpire's like this and I'm like what you're like come on yeah. yes so out <laughs> for sure okay that's fair all right all right so second one walking around with a single crutch like not having two crutches just having one crutch safer out out why not have two okay that's my I've never understood this that's why I wanted to ask somebody who has had like a crutch like where an injury where you needed it I tried using one just to like get around my apartment and it didn't do anything like it's like most awkward like hobble so I was like I used two and it's way easier I don't know maybe if like you have like low sensitivity to like touching the ground but like even then why not use two yeah. Okay. Cause I thought I was crazy. I was like, maybe Taylor's going to like enlighten me on this like one crutch thing. Cause I see people do it all the time and I don't get it. That's like an awkward like walk too. Like it's just way easier to use too. Yeah. I mean, I guess unless your like armpits are sore from it or something, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So two outs, two outs already. Last one is wearing a visor at night. Safe or out? Safe. Cause I did it. <laughs> I always wear visor and my glasses on my head, even at night. I wore eye black at night. It was like a persona, like our whole, if you wore that, like it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's wearing a visor at night. It was like, that's their look. Like I have a picture I'm looking at right now and it's of me when I, I think it was regionals against New Mexico. Was it regionals? I don't know. When I made that really big play of like getting the last two outs that was at night, and I'm wearing a visor, <laughs> eye black, and glasses. Hey, I mean, those lights are bright, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, they are, but it's it's like a look. It's like a, a swag, you know, like a feeling of, like, looking good. Oh, for sure. See, and I kind of remembered you being, like, geared up, like, visor, eye black, ribbons, too. Like, all of it. So that's why I was curious. My thing, like, that everyone hated was, like, I always wore sleeves no matter how hot it was. Like, I had to wear sleeves. Always. So I remember playing Cal and it was like 110 outside and I'm wearing sleeves and everyone's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I have to wear sleeves. Like, I don't know. Why? Was it like a superstitious thing? It was like one, because if I didn't wear sleeves, my skin would get really hot. Like it would burn. Two, I dove a lot. So like, I didn't want to get scars all down my arms. And three, like, it was just part of the look. (laughs) (laughs) Commit to the look. Yes. Commit to the look. Yeah, well, no, that makes sense. I actually like right after I was like, was it superstitious? I was like, mm, could it be a tan line situation? Yeah, for sure, because I tan very easily, <laughs> especially out here. The farmer's tan, dude. I'm oh, so, that's one thing I don't miss. Like, I stopped getting farmer's tans after coming to college because I was always wearing sleeves. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just had to do it. The See, Arizona sun was too powerful. Oh well, that's the truth. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I guess two outs and one runner on after all that. So one other thing I wanted to ask you is thirst traps on social media, safe or out? Well, I'm a victim of this myself, so I'm going to say safe, (laughs) but it should be out. But I don't really consider them thirst traps because I'm proud, you know, body positivity. I'm all for it. I'm not going to call someone posting a thirst trap if it's just them, you know. I don't consider my thirst traps, even though some people probably do. But, you know, I think it's okay. (laughs) If you're confident, you're confident. I have to be careful because I have some pretty uh, creepy fellows 
that follow me along with kids, so I really do have to be careful, but for the most part, I would say safe, just because everyone does it, and it's, it's all a confidence thing. Well, and like you said, you worked hard Oh yeah, to get your body back to where it is with your injuries and everything else, too. Yeah, for a while there, actually, I was really, really sad because my leg, the atrophy was so bad after surgery. Like, I lost any muscle that I had, and I'm already small as it is, so if I don't work out, I lose all muscle, which is everyone dreams of. Everyone's like, oh, I want to lose weight if I don't work out, but it's it sucks. So for me to have surgery and then right away, my whole right leg is, like, gone. It has taken a year and more to even get it, like, half of what it was. So I'm still working on it, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm if I feel comfortable posting finally about my leg, then so be it. How do you handle creeps? Blocking them or just deleting comments and then blocking them, hiding them from my stories, just blocking. That's probably a good strategy. Because I know you told me too, you're like, I don't really get it. Like, I'm kind of a nerd. Yeah, so obviously social media, people can portray like a different image, I guess. And so, and I don't mean to do that, but a lot of times when people meet me, they're like, oh my God, you're such a dork. Like what? And I'm like, yeah, like, what did you think I was going to be? Just because they see like the way I look or whoever, and then they finally, like, meet me, and I'm, like, such a nerd, and, like, a little weirdo that they're, like, oh, my gosh, I did not expect that, and I'm, like, well, what did you expect? Like, I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, I know that uh, you had to probably have been a nerd or had to be in you a little bit if you're interested in Stanford, so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I kind of thank God I didn't go, because I was, I should have worked harder my freshman year here, so if I'm, like, struggling here I'm like I'm really glad I didn't go to Stanford but yeah they are a bunch of nerds funny because one time we were warming up for a game when Stanford came my junior year and as we were changing the locker room they had BP on the field so when we came out to put all the stuff away and the equipment we opened one of the ball bins to like just make sure that they were filled and the balls were like assorted perfectly so that way it looked like a cube and I was like this you gotta be kidding me like they're that much of nerds that like they put the balls back like (laughs) in perfect form so that way like you couldn't move anything like it was so and like we didn't want to mess it up either so like after that happened we're like don't touch it no one touch that bucket no one touch it it was really funny actually that is so on brand. It sounds about right. I feel like we used to build stuff. We used to do riddles sometimes, like before <laughs> games during warmups. And later I was like, wow, what? We were really, really yeah. big nerds. We opened it and we were like, what nerds? Like, beat the nerds the whole time. Like, we have a whiteboard, of course, as many teams do, like in our locker room. And like after that, we just like put like beat hashtag beat the nerds because we saw that. And it was so funny. I mean, that's perfect. That's why we call it Nerd Nation, too, actually. And, like, we, we try to steer into it as much as we can. But we did that whole thing with the whiteboard, too. Like, I remember we used to draw, like, roasted ducks oh, yeah. when we were playing Oregon and stuff. It's so funny. Yeah. Along with uh, that, like, us calling them nerds, as much as we want to, like, be a joke, we're like, you know what? We used to be quiet because we'll probably work for them one day. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. That's why you're supposed to be nice to everybody, they say, just in case. We might uh, work with them one day, so let's be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Sam Schwartzstein, softball fan and football executive.
So unique first names in softball. I'll give you an example, just so this is super clear. The mom bomb queen who I've talked about on the show, UCLA, Genevieve Perez. Her name's actually not Genevieve, it's Genevieve, and she spells it J-E-N-A-V-E-E. So creative names like that, safer out. You know, so I'm that weird casual fan. I'm a hardcore casual fan. I still don't know everything that's going on in the game. So, you know, those fans typically have something hilarious they love about the sport. It is one of my favorite things about the sport is the <laughs> wild names. I don't know if it's just young people in general have crazy names. People stopped reading the Bibles and they don't have, you know, Bible names. I'm going to have to go safe on crazy names. Safe. You know it's one of my favorite things. Just I, I, There's so many different ways you can spell Kaylee. There really should only be zero, but yeah. there's, you know, I think we've seen four different ways on one team before. I actually, yeah, Kaylee Arredondo from Arizona, who played during my time, had an apostrophe, K apostrophe L E. Yeah, it's out of nowhere. Um, yeah. We football players, we have our fair share of wild names, um, but I think that softball themselves, they, you know, we'll have, you know, a lot of vowels in a name in football, but a girl named Darren. Is just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, uh, what is it? Cal State Bakersfield might be my first team all-name team. They had a wild <laughs> set of names on their team. Parents in the late 90s were, were experimenting. Yeah, there's a lot. I think it might have been the Nickelodeon slime that got to their brains or something from the 90s, but I don't know I don't know what was going on. Well, you're the one that pointed this out to me. I never really thought much about it, about the way people spell the names and just different names that people had in softball. And then once you pointed it out, I couldn't unsee it after Even that. Even a basic thing. Your team had three Tegans. <laughs> I've never heard the name Tegan before. And now you got three of them on okay. one team? We had two when I played, but there's a current Tegan Cows on Stanford's team. Yes. One of my favorite players on Stanford, by the way. They also recruit everybody with the same name. There were two Jennas, two Tegans, two Ashleys on the team all at once when I played. It's crazy. Maybe just the crazier the name, the crazier athlete. I don't I'm not I'm not <laughs> sure. What a wild what it just Every time you know when we go to a game at Stanford, I have to get the one-sheeter that's got everyone's name on it. And I have to go through and I get hyped, hyped up about it. That is something we have that we share with our sports <laughs> because football's names are hilarious. That's why Key and Peel did a skit about it, East vs. West. It's like one of their best, if not the best. So, Yeah, I think next year at the World Series, we should make a video of the top names from the World Series. We should do an all-name team. I'm in for that. That's 100% happening. All right, one more safer out. Bat flips, safer out. I'm all in on safe. You're not going <laughs> to strike me out today, Becerra. These, <laughs> if it's about fun and passion for the game, I'm for it. I get nervous about retaliation, which doesn't happen in softball. It's one of the better well, parts. Well, not as much. Not it as, happens. As, as much but maybe seen. not as, yeah. We've seen some people go rogue, coaches too. So, <laughs> you know, when there's passion involved. Um, but I think that the way that Sam Shaw kind of ignited the sport and people we knew that weren't softball fans were asking us about it, that's good to grow the game. And she did it not as like a malevolent thing. She just did it because that's how hyped up she was. <laughs> now, all these girls need to watch the KBO, the Korean Baseball League, because we've got it now on ESPN. 
And these guys are graceful with their bat flips. It's part of a show. It's almost ballet how they do their bat It's like flip. one movement because they literally just as they finish their swing, it's like a flip built in. Right. It's just, and you can clearly see that they practice it, right? It's not Joey, Joey Bats <laughs> or Jose Batista, not him just spiking the bat after a big home run in the eighth inning. This is something that, you know, they, they go, that's part of their lifestyle is the bat flip. And I think that, yeah, everyone should be upset. But what's great about sports is, especially softball, you get to go up too, unless it's the bottom of the seventh, you know, you get to go back up there and bat flip on them. That you always get an opportunity for it. So I think that it's it's an awesome thing. I love it. I know Daniel Laurie might not be the biggest fan of it, you know, and she says she's coming right at you afterwards. But I think that it's great for the game. It makes it fun, exciting, expands, and gets more people eyeballs on the game. A thousand percent recency bias with us watching Korean baseball recently, <laughs> along with a lot of <laughs> the world, because it's finally a live sport on TV. But all right. I can dig it. One more safer out. We're doing a I full three pitches. Game, although know. you already have two runners on at this point, but one more. All right. Dugout antics, you know, props in the dugout, the rally caps, all of that. Safer out. This is a hard one. This to <laughs> me, I have to give him a huge explanation. I give an explanation to all of them, but I have to give a huge one here. I know you're supposed to give me your call and then do it, but this one's hard. It's okay. I love what I see right now. I see the girls with the bananas, <laughs> the cut out Dixie cups, made goggles, the hats upside down. Yeah, the banana phones, yeah. The banana phones. Um, the girls getting behind the coach while they're going to interview and chugging the water bottle and crashing on their head, Stone Cold <laughs> style. I love that stuff. I thought it jumped the shark a little bit with the props, the inflatables. Right, that right. weren't currently in the dugout when girls made it about a pregame. And I don't like it in football either when they had props in football when Cotillo took the Sharpie out. For a touchdown celebration. For a touchdown celebration, yes, yeah. yeah, so with a cell phone. That's premeditated. This is this is already in there. We're going to eat this banana after the game or in between innings. But right now, it's a phone. Yeah. I love that stuff. I was very off on chance when I first saw it. As you've used the term, I thought it was Bobby Socks. Um, just softball cheers. Just softball cheers. And I thought of it as, you know, you're in college football now. Or you're, co- you're in college softball now. Be a little more professional. And then the more I started watching, it goes, oh, that's the fun part of it. Is they're not professionals. They're still having fun with the game. And so I became all for it. And It's a way to stay loose, too. Right. So I'll say this. Softball's done an amazing job adapting to the game. They saw the props come in. They didn't ban them right away. Took some time. Said, you know what? Let's let's do something different. We're not going to get rid of you having fun in the dugout with the banana phones and the Dixie cups. But we're going to make it more about what's already there. So I thought that was a great way to show how well softball is able to adapt to changing times. You know, They're the first ones really to open up this transfer portal. Whether you like it or not, same year, being able to play for a different team. That's progressive in the world of, of college sports. So um, I'm going to go tie goes to the runner. So it's a barely <laughs> safe because there were some caveats involved. Yeah, but at the same time, the XFL celebrations, literally your commissioner, Oliver Luck, contributing to the beer snake. Yes. On, you kind of have to say safe. Which I think that was a Guinness Book World Record for beer snakes. For those who don't know, it's <laughs> when fans chug beer. And then make stack the cups together, often called a cup snake or a beer snake. 
Ours went an entire section in Audi Field. Thinking back now with COVID being around at the time, I don't know if it was the safest thing to do. A little scary. A little, but, scary, uh, a little scary that we were putting right. that up on a pedestal. But um, and then our fans actually paraded out of the stadium with it. And we were able to get a picture of the, the four recycle bins that had to be brought out to have the cup steak, the beer steak put in there. XFL content was next level. Shoutouts, Rail. Shoutouts, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Claire Sua Amundsen, head coach and UCLA national champion. Using armbands versus traditional signals. Safer Safe. out. Safe. Safe. Oh, you know, I wasn't sure because I know like with some things you're like, nah, I'm more old school and like other things you have to evolve. So I didn't know. I, I am safe because it is easier and there are less missed signs in my experience. Well, that makes sense. Yes. Because <laughs> part of me is like, come on, like know the signs, you know, like, but I, I also, you know, I'm not the coach that's like kicking the dirt when the signs are missed. So I get that. Exactly. Less missed signs. So safe. Okay. And now, you know what, I'll add one more quick one. I think I might know your answer based on earlier, but wearing shorts for game day, like the shorts and the knee pad situation, safe or out? I would, I'm going to say safe. I'm going to say safe. It's really hot sometimes. You know, I don't, I'm not out on shorts. I mean, I, you know what I am out on those? I used to wear not, not only like two knee pads, but the long ones, like the kneepers, like two, that's aggressive. That's a, that's that's an out. That's a, why don't you, why don't you might as well have hockey knee pads on there. Right. Like, like, come on. Like, what are you doing? If the ball hits you in the shin, that's your fault. Catch the ball. Yeah. I would, I, I would say I'm safe on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you heard it too safe. So you got a couple runners on, (laughs) but (laughs) Kaylani Ricketts, USA pitcher, hitter, and international pro. The topic is white gear on a softball field. So a glove, cleats, sunglasses, all Rawlings, of course. Yes, safe. Okay. Because I have a white glove. (laughs) (laughs) I love white. And I, for some reason, I just love the all white uniforms. It gets dirty. It sucks. But, you know, it kind of teaches us how to take care of our stuff a little more. (laughs) It's true. You do have to respect your equipment. People mm-hmm. like, yeah, you need to, res- especially your yeah, gloves. Yeah, I started like having saying. a glove bag <laughs> when I was younger. I'd just throw it in the dugout. And, you know, now I have like a glove bag. I think I learned that from Japan. They're super clean about all their equipment. But yeah, it does teach us that. <laughs> yeah, because people have, you know, strong opinions, I think, about white on dirt, right? But I think it's kind of a flex, actually. You're like, yeah, I, I'm, I know how to take care of my equipment. Like, I'm. Oh yeah, I'm, it looks you know. so much cleaner when it's when it's surrounded by the brown dirt around you too. <laughs> <laughs> if you're able to keep it clean. <laughs> right. Did I hear a rumor too that you almost took it down the aisle with you when you got married? Is that true? <laughs> you know, I so I brought it for my wedding day, and I was like, oh yeah, like we can get some pictures with it. So I put it on, and I was like you know what, this feels like, like, you know, you have to get those wedding nerves. And so the whole day I was feeling all nervous and stuff. And then I put my glove on. It was almost like, I'm ready to go. Like, Perfect. I was like, yeah, I might walk down the aisle with this. Like now I feel ready to go. <laughs> oh man. Almost. Oh, I love but, that. No, my mom would have killed me if I didn't bring those flowers <laughs> down the aisle. <laughs> You're married to the game, mom. Okay. Exactly. I have two <laughs> marriages going on. <laughs> oh man. Sashel Palacios, Team Mexico catcher, future Olympian. Knee savers for catchers, safe or out? Out. 
out. I had a feeling because I saw some pictures of you and I'm like, she's not wearing them. And you know what? I used to wear them. I used to wear them. And I moved to a different travel. I played with I played with like Renegades, which is like a local San Diego team. And then I went to Batbusters with Mike Stith. And I remember my first practice, literally, I had my knee savers on because I would still wear them. And they would, he, one of the coaches gave me so much crap. They're like, you don't wear those. And so that night I told my dad to help me take them off. And I ne- have never worn them ever since. Maybe for practice, but I'm going to still, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay out for that one. I feel like that's like a little more old school, right? We were like, oh, you don't need those. Maybe like kids, right? Like as they're learning yeah. to catch. But if we're taking this level. Let's keep those off. For practice, go ahead. Like I used to catch bullpens on a bucket sometimes, but like no, no knee savers in my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. Well, then I'll ask you one more quick one. Okay. Um, last names on jerseys, safer out. I didn't have it in college, but I, I say safe. I think it's clean. I think it looks good. Um, people are always like, oh, but it's not about the name in the back. It's the name in the front. I'm like, if you are, if you have the idea of the team before you in general, it doesn't matter if you have it in the back or not. You know what I mean? And so I think that I, I think it looks sharp. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go with safe. I agree with you. We didn't have it in college either. And I agree team first, but that's why the team's on the front, right? Like you're on the back team front teams first. It's fine. We got the symbolism down, but you know, we talked about like how your family is like an extended part of the team and the family. Right. And it's about these families coming together for this team. So I'm with you. I agree. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Morgan Howe, athletes unlimited and soon to be NPF rookie. The power pony, at least that's what I call it. But I, you might have called it bubbles earlier. Is that what, like the ponytail where there's more than one hair tie, like going all the way down it? Yeah, like like one, two, like three. Yes, like Crystal Bustos made this like a thing back in the day. Safe. 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 I'm all okay. about the bubbles. All about the bubbles. I have not heard them call bubbles, but I may, I'm also old. So there's that. <laughs> You're not old. <laughs> <laughs> Older, let's put it that way. <laughs> I think there's a lot of different names for it. I just call them bubbles because I'm like, eh, that's easy. Can you bubble me? <laughs> well, it kind of makes sense. Like when you said it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that does make sense. We always called it like the power pony just because it's just like a little, it's more than just a regular ponytail. It's not, it you is know, 100%. Average. Yeah, no, and I, I like because you could do so many different things with it. Like you can bubble it and then you could put like a braid bubble and yeah you can just do so many things that is next level and I feel like yeah your kind of group coming into softball really started taking that over the top like if I would have done that back when I played my teammates would have been like "Mm, do less (laughs) like you're doing way too much yes but now (laughs) like you all like I see Piancaselli with like three braids like you know what I mean coming out and like I'm like well you know what just be you don't listen to other people (laughs) yeah exactly be you all right. Well, safe. Okay. For the first yeah, one. Yeah, safe. Very safe. So I would say bare hands when you're up to bat. So no batting gloves. Safe or out? Safe? safe. So tell me All more day. about why. Um, so I actually got this question the other day because people do have started noticing that I do not wear batting gloves. And okay, so kind of just from childhood, this is where the, this is where it comes from. Um, I would put batting gloves on and for some reason, like they hurt. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I don't know why. Cause this, this happens when I have to put like latex gloves on for whatever reason, like science class. 
Um, but anytime I have to put any type of gloves on my hands, mittens, anything, it hurts my hands. I like get this ache in my wrist that my Weird. hands feel like they're just going to fall off. I don't know what it is. I just cannot do it. So that's where it came from. But through the years, um, I would get batting gloves and I, again, it hurt, but like just the feeling of them doesn't make me feel good. I yeah. feel like I cannot hold on to that. I feel like the bat's going to go flying and I'm going to hurt somebody. Um, and then obviously as I've matured, um, I hate batting gloves because I just feel like you're kind of soft. Like I want to feel the good, the bad, the ugly. I, when it feels good, I want to feel all of it. I want to feel the, I just want to feel the way that the ball comes off the bat in my hands, in my bare hands. And then let's say that I'm not on time for a pitch and I get super jammed up. I don't want to feel that ever again. So instant negative feedback right there that that is not what I was supposed to feel and that hurt. So we're not going to do that again. But just feeling the actual bat in my hands, feeling the connection when it's there, when it's good. Um, I just think when you wear batting gloves, it takes that away. So I could be a little more on time, but I wouldn't know because I didn't even feel it in the gloves. The only other time, the only time that I will ever put batting gloves on is if it's like raining and my grip is wet. And so then my hands are wet and the bat is literally going to go flying. Yeah. I think I did that once and it was at Oregon State. It was my junior year. It was our series against Oregon State at Oregon State. And I had to wear batting gloves because the grips were all soaked. I I could not hold on to my bat. So I yeah. had to throw some batting gloves on just to keep something dry. And it just horrible. Just horrible. <laughs> I was going to say, you probably sport. have to have a good grip. Like, if you're not going to wear batting gloves in general, like, rain or shine, you have to have a good grip then. Because some of them are, yeah. like, thin and, like, weak. Like, you couldn't – it wouldn't be comfortable. But I don't know. Es- essentially. Um, I don't ever really regret my bats. Whatever grip comes with it, I hang with it. And if it starts rolling and exposing like the actual handle of the bat, I keep it rolled and I keep the handle of the bat because like I said, I want to feel everything. Yeah. Might be slightly psychotic, but if it starts tearing, I just throw some tape on there and we just keep that grip. Just keep well, that grip. <laughs> have you ever like pine tarred? Like we're like old school baseball? I've touched bats with pine tar on them and I hate it um I so I don't have sweaty hands my hands don't sweat well that helps that kind of issue yes so I'm like I can I grip like my grip's fine yeah I think that if I did have sweaty hands that I would need to use some pine tar or some chalk or something but I've never needed to use it um quite frankly when I grabbed a bat with pine tar all over it and my hands got all sticky and then I used my bat, it really hurt my skin. <laughs> yeah. My skin was like stuck on that one part of the bat and like everything's moving. So yeah, you're like, I don't need to feel that much. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm, I mean, my bat can move a little bit in my hands. It doesn't need to be just my skin right there on that very exact spot the whole time. No, it hurt. I was like, yeah, we're gonna, I was getting Indian burns on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, no batting gloves, safe. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, Hey, you've had great hands this whole athletes unlimited season so far. So not going to question it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Dana Sorensen, performance specialist and Stanford all American. Nervous, but we'll go. (laughs) Okay. It's fun. It's fun. Don't worry. So training hard seven days a week with no days off. Out. Out. Okay. 
I honestly knew based on our entire conversation that that was going to be your answer, but I kind of wanted to hit it home for everyone listening. <laughs> double out. Two, can I give two outs? You can double play. How about that? <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, cause that's something where it's, I know Brandon used to talk about too, the concept of overtraining versus under recovery as well. And I feel like that's, again, another example of the balance that we were talking about. Yeah. Unless you've got yourself 12 hours of sleep and a massage therapist and, <laughs> you know, like you're doing some meditative, like float tanking, maybe then, but <laughs> perfect diet. Right, right. If everything's perfect, then sure. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Dana. It's been so cool to get to know you as, you know, a fellow Stanford alum, but also just as an awesome part of the softball community too. So I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. It was good to chat for a little bit. Man, I love Safer Out. It's just fun to talk candidly and really get to know our guests and their opinions. And so I'm just going to call it right now. Season one of Believe in Softball is definitely safe. And that's thanks to them. Thanks to you all. And I'm just excited. I mean, I built some great relationships that I'm super thankful for. So as we head into off season for the show, it got me thinking about the double play tip of the week. So this week's double play tip is about off season and really how to maximize it. So physically you want to rest and refine, you know, nothing replaces game reps, but off season is a time to get better. You're really refining, polishing and expanding your skills. But to do that, you do have to make sure that there's fuel in your tank and that means rest. After playing a bunch of games in a season, your body really needs a break, plain and simple. And we've talked about the importance of recovery in a past double play tip of the week. And Dana Sorensen talked about it on the show. It has to be part of your training. So get your sleep, take some days off, especially right after the end of a season. I mean, Kat told me she was taking a month off after Athletes Unlimited. But you can also do some active recovery too with stretching, yoga, breath work. It's self-care that gives back to your body after your body has given a lot to you. So you might've heard that saying before that you can't pour out of an empty cup. That really applies here. So what I'm saying is that rest is productive. But when you are on the field, the cages, your backyard, or wherever you work out, of course you're getting the reps in to refine your game as well. Like we talked about in our last double play tip of the week, it's important to break down each part throwing, fielding, hitting, base running, pitching, catching, break each part of those down and get that repetition to build the habits that you want. Anytime you talk to any athlete, including the players that have been on the show, and you ask them about how they get better or how they make adjustments, they always talk about getting reps. That's how they improve and by taking care of their bodies as well. So both rest and refinement go hand in hand to get just a little bit better every day. It's a balance. So mentally think about it that way and reflect and reset. You need both work ethic and rest ethic really to, to thrive. So when we talk about a physical break from softball, you know, you can also get a mental break as well. Preparation and always learning as a student of the game takes up real estate in your brain and even emotionally. But in the off season, you have the advantage of more time and space to just take a step back and reflect. Think back on your season. Think about what level you're currently at, honestly, where you wanna be and how you're gonna get there. Make a plan and trust that plan. This is the time to do it. You can make adjustments as you need to, 
but this is the time to think more strategically about your training. So then you can just focus on executing later. But also keep in mind that some off days, you know, the healthy thing might be to not think about softball at all. Just take a total step away. And this is harder to do than it sounds, but honestly something I wish I would have done more to get a true reset. And again, it goes back to balance. Balance is a concept that I've brought up in many different ways on this show, and it really does apply to your entire life. And a way to achieve balance is by taking the time to reflect and reset. And you know, off season might look a little bit different depending on what phase of softball you're in. If you're in high school playing high school ball and travel ball, you might only get like two weeks off in August after nationals, then be back to fall ball right after that. If you're in college, you really have that more of a set season, February to June. Then there's off season in the summer. Technically fall ball is off season too, compared to the official spring games that you played, but you're with your team doing organized practices and workouts typically. So it's different than being on your own in the summer. So maybe different kinds of off season. And then for pro softball, it might be in the summer, but it really depends on what league you're playing in. So no matter when or how long your off season is, it's just about striking the right balance as a player, as a coach or anyone. So that's the physical and mental side of maximizing the off season. Rest and refine, reflect and reset. The four R's. That's the double play tip of the week. You've been listening to Believe in Softball, available anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Believe.com, and more. We got you covered. Now is a great time, actually, to take a second and rate the show. Write a review, too. I would really love and value your feedback as we cook up some fun things for season two. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the show so you'll be ready to go right away once we're back. In the meantime, maybe catch up on any episodes you might have missed. I mean, it's worth it, I promise. Even though the show is taking time off, I'm always around. So please feel free to keep reaching out on Twitter at JennaBecerra01 and Instagram at JennaBecerra. Thank you so, so much for listening this entire season. And as always, catch you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.